Good morning. It is time to get up with the final four. Legacies on the line. Can Patrick push past the last legit contender to his throne as king of the NFL? While at the same time, the whack attack on Dak. They're talking smack. He won't fight back, but we will. We've got a lot to say, and we're going to say it. Plus, the time for joshing around in Buffalo is over. Amid all the debate, we'll give you the really bad news for the biggest of the Bills. It's all that and a whole lot more. Let's do this thing. It's time to go. On a Wednesday with the squad, Kmart and Greeny are here. These two guys had dinner without us last night. We're not speaking to them for the rest of the day. But Marcus Spears has gotten up with us early. And you know what? Of all of us, he is the one who had a chance to do this. Before I get to all the football, feast your eyes on what Zion did last night. You just need to see one play. Neek, come on. Wow. The elevation. Show it again. Show it again from this angle. Oh, they don't make it like that, man. It's one of one. His head's halfway up the the backboard. Yik, yik. I I didn't let him out of South Carolina without rushing the passer. Because <laughs> that Swagoo. money's in basketball, that's why. Back that in the day, Swagoo could do it. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a highlight last night we want them to start with, except for this one. Ooh. That is Zion starting the morning yeah. with a bang. Meanwhile, we look forward to the NFL's with Final Four this weekend. Let's dive into it. Hold on, Swag, I'll get to you. But let's dive into these games. We'll play a game called So-and-So Wins If. Let's start in the AFC. Jeff. The defending Super Bowl champs, Kansas City wins this weekend if... Two things. They run the ball effectively in the 13 wins of Patrick Mahomes' playoff career. They've rushed for over 130 yards per game. And two, explosive plays. You ain't going to move this ball methodically against that Ravens defense. You're going to have to find explosive plays, whether it's Kelsey, Rice. I don't care who gets it. MVS can go make some. But you're going to have to get some short drives to beat the Ravens. Kmart, how about the other side? Ravens win if... If we hear the names Kyle Hamilton, Roquan Smith, and Patrick McQueen all throughout that broadcast, I understand Lamar's the guy, but Kyle Hamilton is so impressive in coverage. Look, I think that's going to be the matchup, guys, him and Kelsey. But when you get Roquan Smith and Patrick McQueen getting pressure, this is going to be a big game for those guys. So that's the AFC championship Mm -hmm. game in the early slot. And then in the evening, we go to the NFC. Neek, the Lions will make the Super Bowl if... Aiden Hutchinson continues to be a monster. I think the issue with this team early in the season for me was they couldn't uh, rush the passer effectively, and they didn't have anyone opposite Aiden Hutchinson. But Aiden Hutchinson decided, I don't need nobody opposite (laughs) me. I'm going to be the type of pass rusher that requires extra attention, which is something that the 49ers don't like to do. So if he continues to wreck games like he has been, I think the Lions got a chance. Don't put him on the left side. And then Swagoo, how about the 49ers? They win Sunday if what? Ball security by Brock Purdy. They're 15 and 0 when he takes care of the football. Mm. And obviously, we're figuring out if Debo is going to be back. But this team takes care of the football. They have time to sustain drives and then hit those explosive plays. They are the team to beat in the NFC. As long as he takes care of it, the 49ers got a real good chance of winning this football game. Mm. So we got plenty of time today to talk about the four teams that are still competing for the championship. Meanwhile, 28 of them have had their seasons end. None in more heartbreaking fashion than the Buffalo Bills. Once again, knocked out by Kansas City. By now, you know the details, and you've heard much of the conversation, but you've not heard it all. I want you to hear from both Steve Young and Mel Kuyper yesterday, both with strong comments on the quarterback, Josh Allen. They have a good team. 
but he needs more help around him because they ask him to be Superman too much. Suddenly things get crazy. And then he, he puts the cape on before the play's even finished. And then you just can't, you cannot keep it up. Make it an efficiency game as well. Make mm -hmm. it a Superman and efficiency. That's when you, that's the superpower. And then when you hear blame and Josh Allen, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Josh Allen was daggone near perfect in that game. So people said the last drive, last time I checked, he got him in field goal range for a makeable field goal. Last time I checked, he might have had a touchdown pass to Shakir had it not been hit as he was throwing that football. This guy played his tail off, did everything he could, and anybody that associates blame with Josh Allen is nuts. Let the record show, that was on our show, and I hadn't asked him about Josh Allen. <laughs> 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 we were talking about the quarterbacks available yes. you and Ron in this uh -huh. year's draft. Fired up. And he came for your neck. Yes. Oh, he came for your neck? Receive it. And he missed. Because <laughs> the, the problem is, I was having a surgical conversation with a, with a scalpel. And Not then... Uh, Mel and other people come in with a meat cleaver like <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was saying uh, no. and I think that's not what any of us was saying and I think Josh <laughs> the point that Steve Young was trying to make there I think might have been a fair one pre-offensive coordinator change right I feel the opposite when you have Superman there's gonna come where there's a couple little issues every now and then but they did not use Superman in this game they kept him under wraps until the end and they're like all right now we need you Superman no you got him let him kill that defense all game and they had Kansas City had him where they wanted him kind of where they were just running the ball not letting Josh Allen be special so suddenly this week Josh Allen has become the most polarizing player in the <laughs> NFL with perhaps one exception that we'll get to later in the oh, hour. That said, we've not heard from Kmart. We've not heard from Swagoo on this yet. So, Kmart, again, I'll remind everyone, you were a columnist mm -hmm. in Buffalo mm -hmm. before you joined us here at ESPN. You have as much insight into Allen and the entirety of his tenure there yeah. as anybody I know. What are the right things to say about him at this moment in his career? This is a game, in my mind, that Josh should not be blamed for. For, right, the, I think it's a I think it's a silly question of who deserves more blame, all that. Um, but this was a game where, even rewatching it, I knew the final score, I knew how it ended, and I still sat there thinking, I can't believe Buffalo lost this game. And I think because I started the season sitting down with Josh, and we went through the Houston playoff loss that really destroyed him, the the Kansas City loss, then the Cincinnati loss, coming off of that, a game I covered last year on their own home turf in Buffalo. This year was supposed to be different. And to see it end like this, this was a game where you think, okay, if not now, when? Like, when is it going to be the Bills' time? Now, to Steve Young's point, he is correct in that they asked him to do a lot. Agree with you, Nick, that since Joe Brady came in, we've realized that James Cook is on this roster. Like, they can share the, the running responsibility and all that. But this was a game where I thought they do need more offensive help but again, what is stopping the Bills? Like, what is real? Like, this is why, like, week one, I said, if they lose to the Jets, I'm going to have more questions about the Bills than the Jets. And everybody thought I was crazy. But I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the roster, the age, the contracts. The window is open as long as Josh is there. But this iteration of the Bills, there's no reason Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer should not be Super Bowl champions during their time in Buffalo. Yeah. There's no reason. And I don't know if either of those guys will be on the team next year. Right. Von Miller, he signed for that Super Bowl run hasn't happened. And you're looking at a lot of the cap hits, the dead money for these guys. 
it's almost $100 million in, in cap charges for some of their key players. This is a huge offseason for the Bills. Yeah, and they're going to have to redo Allen's deal as well for financial reasons, which happens all the time, and they will. Marcus, we haven't had a chance to talk to you this week. As, as you have heard all of the conversation and, of course, taken part in it on NFL Live and everything else, look at the smile on Marcus's face. He is ready. Go ahead. What are the right things to say today? I'm just so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Like, analyzing a quarterback now has become you blaming him. I mean, dude, I have, we have said all season and talked about the greatness and the flaws of every quarterback. I've called Patrick Mahomes out for inner interceptions. I've talked about Lamar Jackson bad interception against Pittsburgh late in the game. We do this with everybody. I've talked about Tua not getting through his first read and what happens as the breakdown. If you are not blind, you can see that Josh Allen played a really good game, okay? And you can see that he's responsible over years for a lot of the success that the team has had. But is it okay to criticize the part of his game that's a problem? Or we should just stop talking about that and just tell everybody what they want to hear? Josh Allen is the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Since the beginning of time, and I played in Dallas, you think I've heard scrutiny? geared towards a quarterback of all the people on this network. Do you believe that I've heard more scrutiny about the quarterback that was quarterback in my team or the Mm -hmm. quarterbacks we talk right now? I can guarantee you I heard more about Tony Romo. And he did great things and he had bad moments. That's just the way it go. Now let me get to the Josh Allen window. The window is not closed. He's too talented for the window to be closed. But it's more about Buffalo's offensive coordinator and more about the front office. The thing that the Kansas City Chiefs have done, and Mina Kimes talked about this, they've hit on draft picks that have played at a very high level that they've taken late in drafts or or even early. McDuffie, Karloftis has come up big for this team. They got a minute who offer uh, free. The, the players that they bring in, they've hit big. Pacheco is one of the stars of this team as well. Josh is going to get more help, hopefully. That's what Bean is thinking. And more importantly, Joe Brady is good for Josh Allen. He'll figure out ways for this to be more explosive. But when you take over late in the midseason, you got to figure out a way to fix something quickly. Now, if he's there and there's an offseason, I believe you will get Superman and also efficiency. And I've always said it. Josh Allen with other supportive people around him is just as dangerous as everybody else. His window is small because of uh, Joe Burrow. Pat Mahomes, Uh um, Lamar Lamar. Jackson. That's why the window is so small. It's not about Josh Allen not having talent to do it. That's absolutely right. And so I'll tell you the first thing they need to do. Yesterday, their general manager, Brandon Bean, came out and said, Stephon Diggs is still a number one receiver. And respectfully, I say, no, he's not. The last time Stephon Diggs had 100 receiving yards in a game was week six of this year's regular season. I know what number one receivers look like. He used to look like one, and he doesn't anymore. I don't know the reason. I don't know what's going on. I don't know that he can't still be one again. But he most definitely was not one this year. And I think that's one of the things they desperately Missed. Well, the reason matters, and right. you just said it. He can be one again. What you're Joe not going to get better by doing is sending great players away. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs is great. If they have some reason to believe that he can't return to being great, then by all means, move on. But we're not trying to build an offense around only Josh Allen. That's the point that they were. Sure. That I think they're making is you need somebody that you can give the ball to to take pressure off Josh Allen, which will reduce the Superman need and reduce the problems with that offense. And Stephon Diggs, let us not forget. 
Josh Allen was teetering on bus pe- um, probability. Yeah, right. Stephon Diggs showed up, and everything changed. Right. So I think maybe he's not the guy anymore, but I still think he is. Right. Well, th- that's the question, is is he? And if he yeah. is, then what happened to him? And if he isn't, then they need to go out and find someone who Well, is. we talked about this midway through the season before the trade deadline. Go get another receiver. Go bring another guy in. It didn't have to be a one, but you have to take some pressure off of your one. And I think what you're seeing is when you get so fine-focused on one player and being able to take it out, no different than what happened with A.J. Brown in Philly, right? You start off hot, things are going well, and all of a sudden teams go, well, wait a minute, we'll take this guy out. Make Kincaid beat us. Make Davis mm-hmm. beat us. Make, make somebody else beat us. Then Cook becomes kind of the, the hero of the moment. But what you see is explosive plays matter, and if you're only going to take a shot to one guy, defenses are smart enough to figure that out. And so I, I would say this. Can he be? Absolutely. Was he at the end of the season? No, but they weren't featuring him that way either. And the other part of that is at yes, that last drive, you, he was open on some throws mm-hmm. and didn't he chose not to go there. So we have to be careful of where are you trying to take the ball? You take the shot on second down to go hit the home run, it did, but there's somebody open, right? And so, so you, ha- you know, as you're looking at his numbers, you always have to say, okay, what else did we do that helped or kept or, or suppressed his numbers? All right, so for the time being, those will be the final words on Josh Allen. There's a lot of other things that we got to get to today, and we will. But that continues to be a situation playing out in Buffalo. This one is worse. Mm, the D in sure. Dallas stands for drama. Swagoo thinks he saw nonsense before. Yeah. It, the stuff that's going on now is genuinely impossible to believe. We'll dive into it. And then after the season came crashing down, is Nick Sirianni still the right person to lead the Eagles to fly? We'll answer all those questions. We're just getting started. It's Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Get Up is brought to you by Freeform. Chrissy and Dave Dine Out premieres tonight and stream tomorrow on Hulu. All right, our next game is called Fact or Fiction. Here we go, Jeffrey. Okay. The 49ers are going to lose if Debo Samuel doesn't play. Is that fact or fiction? Mm, I'm going fact here. L listen, this is big. It, it, Debo, when he plays, their offense is 25% more efficient. That's a huge number. And what Purdy does is he takes shots vertically when Debo doesn't play. Himbo sent me that stat. He tries to attack the field or attack downfield. Guess what that leads to? More interceptions, yeah. high risk, right. high reward. So, at the end of the day, Debo needs to play. Keep an eye on the injury report. Kmart, if I said Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are still the team to beat, is that fact or fiction? Greeny, I'm going to say fact. Listen, until someone slays Goliath, wow. I mean, Goliath is still Goliath. I remember people trying to write off the Chiefs. At some point, y'all are going to just learn your lesson. Do not count out Patrick Mahomes. Ravens done got that sling, I think. <laughs> done got that sling out there in Baltimore. We're going to find out. A little, bi little biblical reference for those who didn't get that. Swagger, <laughs> right. so I got a different one for you. If I said the Eagles are making a mistake bringing back Nick Sirianni, is that fact or fiction? That's fiction, G. Listen, I'm, I'm going to respect the fact that Nick Sirianni has been to a Super Bowl and got in the playoffs. Obviously, we know how this season ended and it wasn't pretty. Give him another year to see if he can fix it, bringing in new coordinators on both sides of the ball. Fiction right now. Too good in the first two years. Like, literally, as we were talking about this yesterday, they fired their offensive coordinator. Right. I, I was sitting here in the middle of a conversation about what they need to do about their offense, and in that moment, they fired their offensive coordinator. So this is the second consecutive year through completely different circumstances mm -hmm. that they're going to change both coordinators. The, last year, each of them got head coaching jobs. Right. This year, they changed the defensive coordinator midway through. That didn't go well. Now they fired the offensive coordinator as well. So there does seem to be a great deal of upheaval in yeah. Philadelphia. If we're going to continue with the biblical references, Nick Sirianni don't got no disciples. <laughs> that seems to be the problem. He has no coordinators that he seems to trust. Yeah. And also, one of the things that were concerning, while I agree with Marcus that they should have kept him, Players didn't come to his defense Amen. in the way that you expect them to. And that's concerning to me because as we understand this organization is slightly different than others, is there's not as much power concentrated in the front office, or excuse me, in the head coaching role and you see in numerous organizations. So if he's not going to have much power, you're going to need these players to respect him and to appreciate him and show what his value is. If they're going to do a baseball style, like right. middle manager where the decisions are above him and he is really responsible for the interpersonal stuff, then where do people 
people at? Right. Where do people it's at when things are there? Yeah. Which I think not, is hugely important. That's not true. Fletcher Cox came out and was like, this is stupid. This guy is not going anywhere. Now, Jalen Hurts was asked the question. He said, I believe, I full trust. Fletcher Cox went off a little bit. You're right. Yeah, right, and, but Jalen was asked initially, he said, I have faith in everybody here. He was then asked, he had an event. He was asked and he specifically said, I believe in Nick Sirianni. I don't think Nick Sirianni has lost the locker room but something is off in this building. This isn't like Dallas where it was one terrible playoff game and you're like, what happened? This was yeah. two months yeah, of closure. watching this team not be able to right itself. So do you trust Nick Sirianni and, and whoever promoted Matt Patricia? I think that's that, – the, the question is do you trust – I don't think it's Sirianni you're trusting. I think it's Roseman that you have to trust, right? Is he Because if, if, if he's the one who's really calling the shots of who we're hiring and who we're – if Sean – I mean, if, if Desai was put down and Patricia was brought up because of what Roseman thought, or is this really Sirianni's – that's the question that I have, right, is who really is making that call? Did Sirianni want to get rid of – because now you got three offensive coordinators in three years for yeah. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. That, that's, not, that's not just a level of continuity, right? And Johnson hadn't been calling plays, so we're all the – sudden just going to cast him out by the way Sirianni is an offensive guy so this what's he offense. running that you don't want him to run step in right if that's if that's your calling card then step in and make that stuff happen that's the part that, that's that's concerning to me look I, I Swagoo I defer to all you guys because you were all there you've lived it and I haven't but I if there's one thing I can recognize when a team has fallen apart and, and they're not coming back together again when they're not all use whatever cliche you want pulling on the rope in the same direction right and that unquestionably mm-hmm. happened to this team so whatever Fletcher Cox came out and said whatever Jalen Hurts came out and said. Their I'm not, I'm not listening to because that, none of that was evident on yeah. the field at any point when they could actually do something about it. So you tell me, is that on the head coach or not? Yeah, a lot of it goes to the head coach, G. I just refuse to believe that we, like for me, all right, a coach that played in the Super Bowl and went to the playoffs this year deserves a benefit of the doubt to see if he can get it fixed going sure. into next year. We know this team has a really good roster. And let me tell you something. I'm going to be honest with you. These coordinators were awful. They were <laughs> awful. Now, mm-hmm. Sirianni is a part of that. But when you go into a game, like we saw the difference in Shane Steichen and John DeGannon when they were there. They was having a tremendous amount of success. We asked questions all season long. What's going on with Jalen? Is he healthy? Why are they not running a very similar offense to what they ran last year? And I'm going to tell you this, man. Me, you, Jeff Saturday, Dominique Foxworth, and Kimberly Martin could have caught each for 100 (laughs) yards a game if we was playing against this secondary. They got things that they have to do. From an uh, from a personnel standpoint as well, I'm not I'm not naive to that, so I right. get it. I'm listen. I am the last to defend coaches when we start talking about if they really bad or not. I'm not going to cast Nick Sirianni out. I think this conversation became prevalent when we saw the coaches that were available. That's mm-hmm. why this thing jumped up to another level. Even like mm-hmm. in Dallas, when you got Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel and Harbaugh, those guys being available, everybody coach is probably looking over their shoulder that, other than a few guys. But I think Sirianni is fine doing another year. Available. And we'll see yeah, if he can available. get the coordinator right. spot. Bill Belichick right. is still available. No. Jim Harbaugh is still available. Mike Vrabel is still available. Right. And and they, they believe in Sirianni. Obviously, Roseman and Lori believe in this and it's 
that's going to stick with They believe with in it. him so much he's having a press conference today, and no one, no one has even come out and said right. he's still our coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's going to be their coach. But By the, the way, the they problem, fired Doug Peterson once upon a time after his season-ending press conference. And they conference. won the Super Bowl, right? But, and, but, and their press conference, their, their season ended 10 days ago, yeah. Jeff. The, but the issue, the issue for well, Sirianni, I'm not saying he deserves to be fired, so hear me in the right way. But what I will say is this part. The identity of the football team definitely changed from 10 and 1 to the 1 and 7 run, right? And you saw offensively yeah. they didn't have an identity. They didn't know what they were. Those things all come from an offensive and whether you blame Patricia, but Slay even said, I think it was Slay who said, we don't know if we're doing the size thing or Patricia's thing. So that's in the middle of a season, like right. so one guy gets elevated, you got to go whoever's getting elevated. That all to me is the vision that, that, that the head coach has to cast. Okay, that's fine. But if if you're not calling the offense and you're not calling the defense and the team is falling apart because they're they're splintering, then I'm not exactly sure what the coach is getting right. Yeah. ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN and the only place to find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download today. What a play. All right, coming up next, we have saved it for this. The D in Big D stands for dysfunction. This thing is, it's taken a step from which it may genuinely never recover. And we'll explain why right after this. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, we are back on Get Up. Bottom of the hour, it has become an absolute disaster in Dallas. Let's go through all of it again. C.D. Lamb's mother posting on Facebook, among other things, that she wished her son, C.D. Lamb, would be traded, adding, quote, Dak isn't it, in all capital letters, and that the Cowboys need to get rid of him. Dak's brother, Tad, who is a friend of this show, has chimed in on X over the weekend. He posted, Cowboys fans who continue to DM me, trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. Meanwhile, Micah Parsons' brother Terrence has gotten into the act, saying Dak needs to take a team-friendly deal 
posting that Dak should, quote, take $40 million or pack your bags. Pack your so bags. Micah Parsons responded to that, posting any comments made by Terrence Parsons Jr. are his and his alone, as you know. Uh, If I have something to say, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team, my brothers on my team, and the city of Dallas. And I'm more committed than ever to bring a championship to the greatest fan base on earth. And and so some of this is really impossible to believe. Noticeably absent from that (laughs) comment by Micah Parsons is any very specific reference to Dak Prescott himself. And as I look through the comments again from C.D. Lamb's mother, she's responding to someone who wants her son, C.D., to go to Houston. And she writes, I wish he would. C.J. is great. Someone else questions Dak Prescott. And she writes, she writes to him, uh, they need to get rid of his blank. It's guys on that team that want a ring. They work too hard. So CJ I mean, is CJ Stroud, by the way. CJ What did I say? You no, know, you said CJ is great. I just didn't. Oh, oh, CJ Stroud. Yeah, yeah. And Houston. So, I mean, this is no joke. And, and, and noticeably absent have been in the two or three days that this has been bubbling over any of Dak Prescott's teammates getting up and saying, or this is nonsense. Or the owner of the team. Yeah, or the you. owner of the team. Thank you from whom everyone takes their cues, it seems. So all things Cowboy begin with our beloved Marcus Spears. You mentioned earlier, Swagoo, you heard criticism of Tony Romo when you were there. Now that, unless there's something I'm misremembering, was external. This is coming from inside the house. What is going on in Dallas? They don't believe Dak is good enough to get to a Super Bowl. Um, And that's the reality. And, gee, we had a conversation after this game, um, I'll get to the drama and the emotion after that. After this, but we had a conversation after this game, and everybody laid blame, and rightfully so, because it was a lot to go around on Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn, and the defense gave up points. But it's just like I was saying when when it comes to Josh Allen or Brock Purdy or uh, Lamar Jack, whoever. Dak Prescott holds as much responsibility for poor performances by the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs as anybody else. Because you're paid and expected as the quarterback based on the season we watch you have to lift your team above some of these woes that you had going early and absolutely not be a part of the problem when it comes to a pick six and an interception. And remember, another one was dropped by Devondre Campbell in the red zone. That would have been three on the day. I don't care about the stats. The stats are fluff. It's like shooting free throws at the end of the game. So that's the bottom line. Like, that's the reality of what happened against the Green Bay Packers. Now, I'm not condoning the, the family members coming out and talking about it publicly, but that is frustration. That's how they feel. The one alarming thing to me is, and this was the point you made, G, is that the, the players, not one. I haven't seen CD. If he has, I apologize. I ain't seen him come to the defensive deck. I haven't seen Michael Parsons come to the defensive deck with his statement. And I live here, man. And I understand that Dak is a, a good quarterback. We talk about it all the time. But we're at a point now where you're going into year nine or 10, whatever it is for Dak Prescott. Nobody's no longer concerned about you being a good quarterback. Everybody wants to find out if they have an opportunity to go win a big game and get to the Super Bowl. And that's the frustration that you're hearing coming out of people. So, look, man, it is what it is. This is Dallas. It's going to be a polarizing position in the NFL to the end of time. And ultimately, four comes up short in these situations. It took me a while to get here, but I believe this is who Dak Prescott is when all the chips are on the table. Jeff, 
<laughs> is that is that enough? Is that enough to be said here? Because I feel like, to me at least, there's more to it than that. No, it's, it's much deeper than that. Like this is this is splitting a locker room. I'm just letting you know. And, and and to Swagoo's point of nobody coming out, nobody saying anything. Here's the thing that I will say about Dak, Dak Prescott. This dude has handled himself as a as a great leader, not a good leader, a great leader. This dude, listen, to be the Cowboys starting quarterback, you're going to take shots. Everybody knows it. Swagoo just talked about Tony Romo. This is mm-hmm. at a totally different level. And when people start coming out, I can tell you this. It had a player on the Indianapolis Colts done that to Peyton Manning. Jim Ursay, you would be in Jim Ursay's, no, not Bill Polian, Jim Ursay's office, bro, and you're signing your paper of goodbye, thanks for being a part of this squad. Like, you do not, that is, that is, a, that is a position that you, you do not attack. If you're play- and I don't care what anybody says, the reason that they're playing in those big games is because of Dak. So whether you love the guy, hate the guy, whatever it is, he's put you in a position to win 12 games the last three years, however you want to frame this thing. But to lay all the blame on one dude, last time I checked, LaFleur brought the freaking book out and put the spank down on that freaking defense where Micah Parsons is supposed to be Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen Lawrence Taylor get boat raced like that, bro. Mm-hmm. Up and down the field all day long, can't slow it down, can't stop the bleeding, nothing you can do. And they, they, did Dak press and, and, and make bad plays? Absolutely he did. Was there an incredible interception? Of course there was. But when you take things personal, he ain't it. And you don't say, and I said this yesterday, the first thing I said, the first thing you do is go on what Michael Parsons did. Now, did he come out the deck? But at least he said, I love my teammates. I did this. At least there was some kind of, that CD hasn't come out. That freaking Jerry Jones hasn't come out and said, this is my guy. This is our guy. We're going to build around this. This is how we do it. He just did it with Mike McCarthy. He did it with a freaking coach that everybody's trying to run out of town, and he doesn't do it for a quarterback that's been there for freaking 10 years, bro. It's absolutely absurd. It makes me sick, man, because I I can't imagine them doing this to any other quarterback Mm -hmm. in football at this level. Frankly, I can't imagine doing it to any other quarterback because uh, put aside the conversation that I think Marcus was trying to have about how good Dak is or isn't. Like, I believe he's good enough to win a championship. He hasn't done it yet, but that doesn't matter. There's a basic level of respect that you show to your teammates. Amen. Nobody would do that to a cornerback, a linebacker, a tackle, or and definitely not the franchise quarterback. And I think it goes back to Jerry Jones yep. and generally how he's treated Dak Prescott. And I believe that some of the people see this writing on the wall and they believe that it is okay to treat the best quarterback that team's had since Troy Aikman treat him like he's just an average guy and again it doesn't matter how good he is you don't do this to your teammates amen you just don't and I understand that it wasn't the teammates doing it it was the family y'all need to step up and say something and I think it's a teammate it just and Dak He's not perfect by any stretch. No. But he came in as a fourth-round draft pick as a rookie and did enough to be good for this team. He's been good ever since and touched on great every now and then. And Jerry Jones rewarded him by pretending like he wasn't going to sign him, like he had another option, undercut him. The man spoke out uh, on the opposite, on the wrong side of the kneeling Kaepernick stuff. He had your back, Jerry. Where are you at now? And that, I mean, it's, it's repulsive to me that they could treat a human being like this that they work with and team and the teammate and they they they're supposed to care about. I don't care how good you think he is. Mm-hmm. Don't come out and say he ain't it. Yeah, and that's it, crushing. The man. attacks have been much more personal than they have that's been crushing. professional. So when Dak takes, unfortunately, Dak takes so much hate and vitriol uh, on a personal level throughout his career. Now he's being hit what I describe as friendly fire. 
I actually, the same way I felt about Mike Tomlin, like, okay, Pittsburgh fans don't want him. I wish he would go. So you could see what life mm-hmm. without him would be like. Yeah. Uh, I almost wish Dak, I wish Dak had a little bit of Dominique in him, <laughs> where he would actually fire back and say, like, a word. Instead, he is the model. Like, he is just. You don't ever take shots. You don't ever. He, he he's just so, sort of like, you know what? It is, it's above me now. I wish he would. And I wish he would actually get out of Dallas. Because, because I don't know, because the narrative is he can't win the big one. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. He has a long career ahead of him. But if, if your own teammate's family is saying this, it reminds me of in Cleveland, like Odell's father going on Twitter and like yeah. ultimately Odell wanted out of there. And it's like these things, you wonder if you're Dak, it's like what is CD saying behind the scenes? Because it's yeah. clearly not, oh, the reason I had this career year is because I was throwing you the ball. Like yeah. clearly you're saying something else. It may not be CD telling his mom to say this or Micah telling his brother to say this, but this is the reality. In Dallas, everything is bigger. You hey, have to know this is going to be an issue. Poetic justice. All right. Sit on that 59 oh, 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 oh. mil and yeah. bust that cap and sit around, bro. I'm telling you right. If I'm Dak Prescott, I'm, I'm petty. I'm petty. Go ahead, Marcus. One second, man. Listen, bro. I got, I got crazy ass uncles. I had uncles that didn't want Tony Romo to be the quarterback. Obviously, they never went on TV and said it, bro. These, these family members are emotional, all right. Like, and the, that's why I pointed out the the no defense is the problem. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. The the, right. the players not having defense. Yeah. I'm not owner. gonna get on TV and talk. That's like us. That's like us talking about people that tell us we crazy on Twitter. The family members are mad. They mad. They emotional. They wanted to go to the Super Bowl, and they ain't got a damn thing with going there. They can't affect the play. They can't affect the way Dak plays, CD plays, or Michael Parson plays. They are in their feelings about the Dallas Cowboys not winning, and Dak is the easy target for them to blame. The the defense is obviously what we're focused on. Why haven't you guys came out and said, nah, Dak a real one? Dak is the quarterback. We feel like Dak can win a Super Bowl. Jeff, that's not your place to say. Foxy, it's not your place to defend Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott or Kimberly or mine. It's the organization. And that is the real issue of the whole thing we're talking about. Brother, I'm going to tell y'all this right now. It's been family members say worse about teammates. I'm sure (laughs) that they have done it. This is public because it's the Cowboys. The problem is the non-defense. If you really are there with that, and this is what makes us think, if you really feel like that CD and Micah and and whoever else family member came out and said something, the public statement should be, nah, Dak is our guy. That's my guy. That's right. And we're going to roll next year and we're going to mm. go try to win the Super Bowl. That's what a that should have been the statement and all this will be over with. Exactly. And the silence has been deafening coming from there. But there is Absolutely. a revenge is a dish best served cold. There are a lot of things Dak can do this offseason. Yep. And we're going to suggest a few of them as we continue. <laughs> Meanwhile, NBA Rivals Week begins tonight. We got KD and the Suns. We got Luka and the Mans. 8.30 Eastern on ABC+. Plus, You want to see Wemby and the Spurs? You will. Hosting the Thunder. That's 9.30 on ESPN. Great night of hoops coming up here. ESPN and ABC. Coming up, the MVP matchup. Patrick Mahomes. Is it now or never for Lamar? We'll tell you why everything is on the line for these quarterbacks on Sunday Plus. The pancakes are going to be flying. Jeff is handing them out mm-hmm. in a special playoff edition of Sat Him Down. That's on the way. It's Get Up on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are back on Get Up, and our next game is our favorite game. <laughs> the look of shock on Kimberly Martin's face. Will we see it again? Would Kmart be shocked if the Lions upset the 49ers on Sunday? Hear me now, Greeny. No, I would not mm. be shocked. You know why? Because I was in Detroit for their win over the Bucks. Aiden Hutchinson, Jared Goff, these guys are balling. Dan Campbell, three years to the day that he was talking about biting kneecaps, they're in the NFC Championship game. This team is loaded. And if the 49ers aren't careful, I think the Lions could upset them. And, and particularly the Debo of it all. Uh, let's go to the next one. Would Kmart be shocked if Bill Belichick Ooh. is not coaching next year? Greeny, oh, I would be shocked. You know why? Because, um, I don't know, last time I checked, Bell has six Super Bowls. I would think that would allow the man to skip to the front of the line and say, hi, I'm your new head coach. But instead, it's just the Atlanta Falcons in the mix that we've heard. And the Falcons talked to him twice, talked to Raheem Morris twice, and also they're waiting on the Lions coordinators during this playoff run. So imagine a world where Belichick is not coaching. That is bonkers. We could have a seat from here Thursdays. <laughs> come on in. Hey, we room for you. We'll come up with a segment. All right, here we go. Uh, would Kmart be shocked if Patrick Mahomes wins his third ring this season? Greeny, no, I would not be shocked. You know why? Because I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy enough to ever think Patrick Mahomes cannot accomplish something. They were dead and buried. Everybody thought, oh, well, I, I'm look, what's the, what are my eyes telling me? They're not catching the balls. How are they going to fix this? Well, guess what? The kit. Chiefs are in okay. the title game yet again. Patrick Mahomes doesn't know how to sit out in January. He is always, always, always on a Super Bowl run. I think he could do it this year. Well, this is going to be his toughest test. Let, yes. Let's talk about what he's going up against. Here. He's going up against the number one defense in the NFL. Now, that has never been a problem for him before. The four previous times that he faced a team that finished the season first in scoring defense, he's been 3-1 and one in those games. He's averaged 339 passing yards, and his offense has scored 32 points per game in those games. If we're going to continue with the Michael Jordan um, comparisons, which I think is an apt one for Mahomes. I, I, I remember it many times. Jordan didn't have home field adva- uh, home court advantage excuse me, in all those series, in all those finals. There were times when we thought, this is Michael Hezes most vulnerable. This team has a real chance here. The Knicks did. The Suns did. And, and each time, he found a way to do it. Is Mahomes that? Is he going to be able to find Everything he's, says Baltimore should beat them, he's, except 15. He's the NFL version of it. But the difference between basketball and football is basketball is not quite as complex or interdependent. Yeah. You got a guy that is capable of getting a rebound if you need a rebound, getting a, a three if you need a three, playing D if you need D. Patrick Mahomes can't protect for himself, he can't catch for himself, and he can't stop that Ravens offense. So, yes, if everyone else does their job well enough to keep them in the game and you give Patrick Mahomes the ball down by a score with one minute left, then all right, we're we're in business. But I don't know if the rest of them are capable of keeping him in that position. So that's I think they're outmatching this game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's the Pippin for me, right? Yeah. I mean that's the deal. Who's our Pippin right. if, if we're talking about Kansas City right now? Like who's going to stand up? Is Rice going to be that guy? Is going to be Kelsey? They're going to try to take Kelsey out of the game? Like something is. It's not just one guy can't take it over and do everything. As good as he is, we've seen their offense, and I thought their offense played the best game they could mm-hmm. against Buffalo last week. 
and they and they miss a field goal, otherwise they're going to overtime. That's as, that's as good against a beat-up Buffalo Bill defense, yeah. against a beat-up Miami defense. Like, this team has not, when you're talking about what they're about to face, it's, it's going to get real in a hurry. Marcus, everything points to Baltimore winning this game handily. Everything seems to point in that direction, with the one exception of the guy who's wearing the number 15. <laughs> Is he alone enough reason to make you think the Chiefs are going to win this game? He alone is enough to make me think they're going to be in the game. Um, but, you know, I've said it before. Like, I've had conversations. Get in this particular playoffs this year, and I know what I'm about to say to a lot of people is blasphemous. Give me Lamar Jackson because of this iteration of the Baltimore Ravens. Huh. But if Patrick Mahomes goes into Baltimore and wins this game, I think mm. this will arguably be his best win of his playoff run. No they yeah. are very outmatched in this game. They are very outmatched when it comes to, and, and let's not forget, the other quarterback has overcome and dominated a tremendous amount of opponents this year as well. So Pat is just that good. We've seen him be at this level so many times, but this is going to be his toughest task. If he wins this one, I digress and I will never say that the Kansas City Chiefs are not favorites to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the comparison here, if you want to say that Patrick Mahomes is Tiger, there was a moment there where we were waiting for Phil Mickelson, will he ever win one? And when he rolled in the putt that won, Jim Nance said, is it his time? And then it went in. Is this Lamar's time? What is at stake for him? Absolutely. Everything is at stake for him. I think that it's fair to be critical of them the last time they had the number one seed and they didn't make it. But they had a pretty simplistic offense at that point in a simple defense. What they are doing now is so flexible and so multiple. They can go in at halftime or before halftime and make adjustments yep. because they have all these tools. And the point that I heard Marcus make on NFL Live that I think is important is they added these things and involved their offense without losing their physical identity. You watch at the end of that game. Yeah. They were blowing them off the ball. Quickly, is it, what is at stake for Lamar, yeah. in your opinion? In this game, a game the time, this is the time he's supposed to get it done. Yes, and every detractor of Lamar has said he cannot do it. From the moment this kid stepped into the NFL Combine, it was, don't you think you should be a running back, not a quarterback? No other quarterback, no talented quarterback in the NFL, top-tier quarterback, has been said you should not be at this position. So he needs to win. We, let me tell you something. They lose, it's the Josh Allen conversation on a much grander scale. The one seed, all that. So you you think it's ugly now. I don't need that. Yeah, you may, hey, Fox, hey, Nico, get ready for it. So is Swagoo. Yeah. It's going to get ugly out here. I got you on the calendar. Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Nick, be ready. All right, everybody. Time for the pancakes. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. Right. Oh, we're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. We got it. That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. We can't stop us. We can't stop us. Dominique Foxworth just spanked pancakes on here. We are back. Can we do one more pick? Oh. <laughs> here we go. It is time oh. for another <laughs> special edition. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, we had some physical football this past weekend. I'm looking for more this weekend. Let's start in Kansas City. Hey, look right here. You oh, think he wanted to be on vacation after that shot? I know he did. He, hey, pack it up. Hey, stuff starting in the truck. Let's oh. head it up home, y'all. This is a smoke show. Clint wanted no Clint part of that. He was just on the couch. He was. He was on the couch, and it showed. My man Donovan Smith putting it down. My man Clint, receive it. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the NFL. That's what I'm talking about right there. Donovan Smith, Chiefs got after him with the check. That was it. John Simpson, the 
Raven. Watch this right here. You want to talk about how to clean up a block? Take him fifth. Oh! Hey, don't think the Ravens game plan ain't going to include Lamar Jackson runs because it will when you set up a draw oh. like this. Gus Edwards down that blocking downfield. But you love when you catch a man. He's going to try to reach out oh. and tackle him. Oh. Oh. Hey. Did he hit him with a defibrillator? Oh, yeah, listen. <laughs> Watch him lay down. Watch him lay down and stay on him. That's <laughs> Get him. Can't pull him up. Two for my man Simpson. You got, and hey, listen. Clear. I'm going to finish with a little guy. And I'm going to give him three because my man, my man Jennings right here. Look, look at him. Take him to the stand. Take him to the stand. <laughs> Greeny wants flags. Yeah. He wants to throw out of the league. You can't help this. Hey, Valente, he put the fight on. But guess what, bro? You're 12 yards off there on, on, on the bench. That's where he puts you. My man, hey, the he 49ers receivers and the Packers he receivers put on a clinic of blocking. I love when they take him out of bounds, though. That's sweet. How is that not a penalty, dog? <laughs> crying about penalties. Marcus, can we get a flag out here. It started happening. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not a flag. Be a man and don't get blocked to the Gatorade bucket. <laughs> it started yeah. in the field. They, they, they don't know where they have. He's drink area. He started in the green, green. And let me tell you something. Everybody <laughs> knew because you yeah, feel take the him footing. Take to the bar. Get he a glass of wine. Oh, I love it. He's, I love it. He knocked over the Gatorade. Uh, there's no way in the world that's illegal. Mm -hmm. And none of his teammates even tried to help him. Mm -hmm. Okay, help him. Step in there, man. Separate him there. Dang, go. Okay. As we continue, we got to get back to the bottom of this. The D in Dallas stands for disaster. But we've got one solution that is going to change everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Next. Mm-hmm.